0: And Mikey.
1: Howdy, howdy.
0: Hey, I know I said weekly, but man, it's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. Busy times for everybody here at the Chattergories podcast. So we've got three more, four more, three. You've got this episode, three more episodes left before we hit the end of the season. So we're we're definitely going to bring this content to you guys, even if it takes us more than a few weeks. So just to let you know, everybody doing okay tonight?
1: Doing fine. Doing pretty good. I got a day off tomorrow, so I'm doing. Um, I'm really doing good.
0: Hey, that's great. You know what? We I had my day off yesterday. We went to the Sioux. It was fun. It was a perfect day. The weather was great. So my day off was already this week. So well, I'm glad to hear you got a day off tomorrow. And uh, Mark, hopefully you have a day off soon.
1: Yeah, first day off in over like a month and a half.
0: Jeez Louise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's good when you got people working with you that know what they're doing. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that is fantastic news. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this week's topic, which I believe is Mark. It's yours, right?
2: It is. And yours uh, its and has been a while.
0: Yours is titled, what, uh, Odd and Obscure Movies?
2: Yeah, Favorite Obscure Movies.
0: All right, Mr. Host, I will let
2: you take it away. All right. It's kind of coincidental that we have this this week because I actually watched – a obscure movie, uh, just the other day, Mister Nobody. Anyone else see that? Mr. Hear of it? Nobody. it? I've never heard of it. I have never it is heard of that. weird. It's on Netflix. It has um, I can't think of his name right now, but but it's a weird, stinking movie. It was all right, but weird. But I'll go ahead and get into my my top three. But uh, nothing like a good movie. Yes, yeah. you know. What about an obscure movie, though? How about a movie that you really do not understand? It could be a movie that is so ridiculous that it doesn't make sense. Or a movie that makes sense story-wise, but what you see and what it said is still off the wall. Or a movie that you finish the fifth time and still do not know what the real storyline is. All of these make up my list of obscure movies. Before I start, I have to give props to the people who decided, hey, I'm going to make this movie. Yeah, it's weird, but I know people are going to enjoy it. With that said, let's jump right in with my first sound clip from my number three favorite obscure movie.
1: Camelot. Camelot. Camelot.
2: It's only a model. Knights, I bid you welcome to your new home. Let us ride to Camelot. We are dance around the round table,
0: we dance where we're able. We do routines to the scenes, we put work in the cable. We dine well here in Camelot. We
2: eat ham and jam and Ah! Uh-huh. I
0: could have listened to that whole clip.
2: I know. <laughs> I could have heard it all, but. You know what it is, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Released in 1975, it is by far the best Monty Python movie ever made. If you don't know who Monty Python is, then you are missing out on some quality comedy. Monty Python is a British comedy group that made Monty Python's Flying Circus, which was a sketch comedy show that aired on the BBC. They brought you they brought you some of the funniest sketches out including Lumberjack Man, Spam, Sit on My Face, The Silly Walk, The Cheese Shop, and The Parrot Sketch. With their success, they went on to make four films, Monty Python and the Holy Grail being the first full-feature film. Monty Python and the Holy Grail follows King Arthur and his knights as they embark on a search for the Holy Grail. In which, in which much silliness and obscurity pursues. Silliness and obscurities include, included, but are not limited to, a man-eating bunny rabbit, a holy hand grenade, catapulting livestock, weighing a woman in comparison to a duck to see if she is a witch, a song and dance number which you heard recently, just a second ago, and which was my first clip, uh, animations. And one of my favorite scenes. Let's listen. Now stand aside, worthy adversary. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. Well, what's that, then? I've had worse. You liar. Come on, you pansy. Victory is mine. We thank thee, Lord, that in thy mercy... Come on, then. What? Have you! <laughs> you are indeed brave tonight, but the fight is mine. Oh, and enough, eh? Look, you stupid... B- you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look! Just a flesh wound. Look, stop that! Chicken! Chicken! Look, I'll have your leg. Right! Ooh. Right, I'll do you for that. you want what? Come here. What are you going to do, bleed on me? I'm invincible. You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs. How about you? Come on, then. Oh. All right. We call it a draw. Come, Patsy. Oh, oh, I see. Running away, eh? You yellow... <laughs> come back here and take what's coming to you. I'll bite your legs off! Such a great scene, eh? <laughs> such a great movie. With such silliness and outright randomness that strikes the perfect chord on my laugh box that only a British humor can truly can. Monty Python and the Holy Grail is a great comedy classic that it is indeed outright odd. And that is what makes it my number three... Favorite obscure movie.
1: Now for something completely different.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh well done. I like it.
1: Oh all right, Mark, that movie was called Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. You haven't seen it? I have never heard of it.
0: Oh man. That I is... just I
1: just wrote that down and I'm definitely gonna have to try to find that. Is it on Netflix? Uh no, I don't think so. I
0: doubt it, man. It is an awesome oh. old British comp. I mean, I missed part of that, Mark. I'm sorry, kids. You know it goes, but man, yeah. the movie's fantastic, Mikey. It, it's if you like odd and obscure humor, which it's a perfect pick. I don't know why I didn't think of it. It would have been on my list if I'd have thought of it. Good pick,
1: Mark. Now, is it like cartoons or no? Is it real? It's oh, it's, it's, it's very mixed, real. but yeah, there's a little bit of cartoon in it. But it,
2: it's the most ridiculous movie.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to check that out because the sound clips were – they seemed pretty funny, but should have been a lot better if I knew what they were talking about. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's, it's really good. Okay, wrote it down. I'm going to have to check that out. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Alrighty, You'll love it. My number three movie odd uh, and obscure movie is Edward Scissorhands. Okay, my sister, which is Jason's wife, it loves this movie. My mom loves it. Everyone in my family seems to thoroughly enjoy it. It's okay, but I was I used to like it when I watched it, you know, once or twice, maybe three times a year. They would watch it once or twice a week if everyone would let them. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands is a 1990, or uh, maybe it, maybe it was in the 80s. I think it's early 90s. Was a romantic dark fantasy created or directed by Tim Burton, and it starred Johnny Depp. The film shows the story of an artificial man named Edward, an unfinished creation who had scissors for hands. Edward is taken in by a suburban family and falls in love with her teenage daughter named Kim. Supporting roles are Wyona Ryder, Dione Weist, Anthony Michael Hall, Kathy Baker, and Alan Arkin. He conceived the idea of Edward's Scissors' Hands from his childhood upbringing in suburban California, Burbank, California. During pre-production of Beetlejuice... Caroline Thompson was hired to adapt Burton's story into a screenplay and the film began development at twentieth Century Fox. After Warner Brothers passed on the Warner Brothers originally had the opportunity to do it, but they passed on the project. Edward Scissors Hand was then fast tracked after Burton's success with Batman. Before Depp's casting, the leading role of Edward Scissors Hand had been connected to Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Robert Downey Jr., and William Hurt. The majority of the film took place in the Tampa Bay area of Florida between March and June of 1990. Edward Sitter's Hands was created and designed by Stan Winston. The film was also the fourth feature collaboration between Burton and Danny Elfman. Edward Sitter's Hands was released with positive feedback from critics and was a huge financial success. The film received numerous nominations at the Academy Awards, the British Academy Film Awards, Saturn Awards. It also won... The Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation. Both Burton and Elfman consider Edward's Edward, Scissor, Edward Scissor's Hands their most personal and favorite work. Okay. The budget was twenty million dollars. The um the release date was December seventh, nineteen ninety, and the box office struck eighty six million dollars. Wow, that's
0: in the nineties, man. Hey. That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, right. I wonder what that is with inflation. Oh God, it's got to be
0: well <laughs> over a hundred million. million.
1: Proba- probably, but that movie is my number three odd. I when I first watched it, it kind of scared me because I was younger, and it just creeped me out when he had scissors for hands. That was just really weird. And then I started to enjoy it, you know, after I watched it about the ten thousandth time, I started to like it, and then it just got kind of overplayed. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of things happen like that in my family. We love Habits, especially with the movie Twister.
0: Yep, we watched that last night. Good film. Yes, we did. We watched it last night. We need to find a good excuse to talk about that film, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, favorite, the greatest movie of all time.
0: Uh, favorite uh, natural disaster movies. Boom! There we go. All right. Dante's Peak. <laughs> Volcano. Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't
0: see Volcano until like a couple of years ago.
1: Really? Yeah. It's actually a good one. I like the backstory between him and his daughter. That's what I really enjoyed about it. It
0: was good. Absolutely. I always, I never really uh, paid much attention to that actor until I saw him in Men in Black, but uh, oh, what's his face? Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, good.
1: He actually went to, I'm pretty sure he went to Harvard. He was it Harvard or Yale? And he played football.
2: Wow. Off the globe. One of those, yeah. yeah. That's cool. You know,
1: but there's another fun fact for you. Awesome. All righty, Jason. What's your number three odd and obscure movie?
0: Uh, let's see. My, my uh top three picks were kind of a weird bunch i'm gonna start with one that i haven't seen in years um when i saw it as a kid it made no bloody sense but it was just so off the wall and so weird that it i still qu- <laughs> I still quote it to this day believe it or not you've heard me say it before but and i'll tell you the quote here in a minute but it's a weird weird movie from 1993 the movie is the year i was born there you go
1: Greatest year ever.
0: <laughs> the movie was called Freaked, and uh, to give you an idea of what kind of weird, odd movie this was, I saw—I think on HBO when our parents had originally gotten like Dish Network or something. It was a weird film, um, but yeah, I—the clip I'm gonna have Mark play for you here in a sec. It's part of like the trailer, and to give you an idea of what it's like, it's—it's um, it's a dark comedy film written by Tom Stern, Alex Winter, and Tim Burns. Uh, The movie is about a toxic fertilizer, otherwise known as Zygrot 24, that is used to transform people into freaks. The freaks become part of a freak show in South America. Three people travel there as part of a business trip, but are distracted by the attraction. They are then transformed and forced to join the rest of the freaks. So, that kind of frames it for you. Mark, roll that beautiful bean footage, and let's hear the clip.
2: Ricky Coogan.
0: Rat Pack sleaze
2: <laughs>
0: Elijah C. Stuggs, Freak Show Tycoon,
1: an amateur bioengineer. I can look at a guy like Kevin Costner and see a giant peach grub. When fate brought them together, Mr. Stuggs took an average Hollywood slime ball and made something out of him.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, God! This was my
0: yeah, so if that doesn't sound like a 90s film, I don't know what does. Uh, <laughs> the movie was very weird. And as you heard, the, the guy you heard talking about taking uh, an actor and turning him into something else, that was uh, Randy Quaid. Now, do you guys know who is Randy Quaid related?
1: is? Is that related to Dennis Quaid?
0: Maybe. It might be. I'm not sure. I'll have to look at the family trip. But mm. Randy Quaid was the guy that always played um, Chevy Chase's like brother-in-law on uh, on the vacation movies. The one that had the see the guy that
1: says, Merry Christmas, fool?
0: Yeah, 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 that one. Yep, I will censor that out. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Yes, that's him. That's Randy Quaid, a, a younger Randy, Randy Quaid, about, about the same time, a little I, – I think it was after – it may have been before Christmas Vacation, but definitely after the original National Lampoon's Vacation. Um, But, uh, yeah, so it started – Oh, yeah, sp- by the way? Yeah.
1: Dennis Quaid is the younger brother of actor Randy Quaid.
0: There you go, confirmed. Uh, where's my dinger? Where is I'm looking for there? There we go, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this movie had some. Uh, this this it had a weird selection of cast, and I'll, I'll I'll list a few of them off here. Randy Quaid, like I mentioned, uh, Mr. T played the bearded woman. <laughs> That's a sight to see, and it's worth seeing him at least once in that film. Very weird role for him. Uh, Bobcat Goldwade. Uh, you might remember him from like the Police Academy films. Uh, always had the weird voice. Um, he played a sock puppet. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Keanu Reeves played Ortiz, the dog boy, which was an uncredited role, by the way. So this was like very young in his career. Again, 1993, weird role. Uh, Brooke Shields was in it as well. I don't remember who she played in the film, but um, like I said, I, I saw it. On, actually, I think I saw it on Stars way back in the day. Um, the movie had a very limited run in the US due to its weird nature. It, if I remember correctly, some of the writers came from an MTV show way back in the 90s that wrote some weird sketch comedy type stuff. So that's kind of the background. It's just a weird, weird movie. It's got some very um, tongue-in-cheek humor. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, there's a catchphrase I say from the movie every day. After Mr. Scuggs turns him, turns the main actor into a uh, mutant, he goes up to like the barn the next morning or knocks on the door or wakes him up and he knocks on the door and says, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And that's where I get that from. It's from that stupid movie. So <laughs> really? <laughs> again, really? Yep. That's where, that's where I get it from. So I'm not encouraging. Is that the first,
1: huh? that the first time it was said? Like, is that, is that's that movie first, made that?
0: I'm, that's a good question. That's the first time I ever heard it. And so it stuck with me. Every time I say that, I think of the movie Freaked because it was a very weird. And I was pretty young see 1993. I'd have been nine years old. And it was definitely God, you're old. Yeah, I know. And it wasn't <laughs> I'm even sorry. it wasn't even a good I probably shouldn't have watched it as a kid. It wasn't I don't think it was like rated it may have been rated R, but it was definitely P G thirteen. It was definitely a little outside of my box, but I'd already seen Aliens and other weird movies. I remember, it,
2: so. We were watching it with you, and I'm two years younger, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think either one of us should have been able to watch that film at the time, and I haven't gone back to watch it, but watching the trailer on YouTube was enough to remind me of how much – how weird that movie was. And that's why it's my number three.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Already, uh, You guys ever watch uh, New Girl? Yes. 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 Greatest series ever. Yes, we definitely <laughs> – Weird, 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 weird. <laughs> What are we doing? Oh, love that show.
1: <laughs> all right. Who's okay. your favorite? Who's your favorite character in that show? Um, probably the bartender. Nick Miller. Yes, I love Nick Miller.
0: Nick Miller. Yes. Um, I
1: think he has a my... new movie out, Drinking with Buddies. It's stupid. Don't waste your time. I already wasted it. Oh. Oh no. Oh, no. There was literally no point to the movie at all. Yeah. You're,
0: wa- you're, you're like, wasting Like half the cast was in that film.
1: <laughs> I like Winston. He's so weird. Yes, I like Winston.
2: Winston's funny. Schmitt. He's funny. I like... Schmidt! Schmidt Schmidt is funny. Parkour! I... Parkour! Everyone's funny in that show. That's why it's so... Okay. But back on track. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's a sound clip from my number two favorite obscure movie. I don't want to live in a hole anymore. It makes me feel poor. We are poor, but...
1: We're
2: happy. Come see, come saw. Anyway, the views are better above ground. Honey, I'm seven non-fox years old now. My father died at seven and a half. I don't want to live in a hole anymore. And I'm going to do something about it. Well, I'm off. Have a good day, my darlings.
1: You know, foxes live in holes.
2: For a reason. Hmm. Yes, no. What are you wearing? Why a cape with the pants tucked into your socks? Well, I guess he's just different. I don't. Yep. <laughs> if you didn't ca- catch uh, what that was. was that George- that's George Clooney, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a role not many people know him for. Uh, released in in 2009, that is Fantastic Mr. Fox. And it's a, another humorous movie that is really odd. It's based on a children's novel of the same name written by Roald Dahl. Fantastic Mr. Fox is an animated film starring the voice actor of what you guessed, George Clooney. Merrill Street and Bill Murray. The style in itself of the movie is what makes it truly odd. It is a stop-motion animation, and each second of the film took 24 shots. It took a full day's work to get 30 seconds of film. Everything in the movie was made by hand and from scratch. Each puppet had real hair and took weeks to create. It was a very authentic film, which gave it an odd and original look compared to most any animation. Fantastic Mr. Fox is about, you guessed it, a fox. who likes to steal. And it is his ac- occupation, actually. His stealing gets him in trouble, and his wife forces him to change job, jobs and become a writer. After moving to a new neighborhood, Mr. Fox is drawn back into his old ways, which puts him against three farmers in the area. The rest of the film unfolds with him and his family working with a community of animals to fight back against the farming threat. One of the best things about this film, other than its original look, is its dialogue. Let's take another listen to another clip. Dad, not a sound.
1: scared
2: the cuss out of us! A lot of good animals are probably gonna die because of you! We've been digging in circles for three days. Half the woods have been obliterated, nobody can get out. Right now my wife's huddled at the bottom of the flint mine, with no food, no water, and 27 starving animal brats. I just want to see a little... sunshine.
1: But you're nocturnal, Phil. Your eyes barely even open on a good day. I'm sick of your double-talk. We have rights. We don't like you, and we hate your dad. Now grab some of that mud, chew it in your mouth, and swallow it. I'm not gonna eat mud. Because, yeah, you are. Don't do that. Why'd you take your shoes off? So I don't break your nose when I kick it.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I can fight my own fights. No, you can't. One of the best aspects of the dialogue in this movie is that it has a PG rating. So, in the adult dialogue, they replaced all the bad words with the word cuss. Like you heard in the clip, the cuss, yeah you are. With my... <laughs> It is a funny movie. With much very hard work placed into this film, it is off-the-wall storyline and dialogue. It is my number two favorite obscure movie.
0: I liked that movie. I saw most of it in one piece. I think I saw it scattered, but yeah, it, visually, it's, it's unique.
2: It's mm-hmm, wonderful. Definitely. When I first like saw clips of it, I was like, I am not going to like that movie but I love it. I mean, the closest thing you could compare it to
0: is a non-Gothic Coraline. That's about the closest you can place it.
2: Yeah. In terms of its its
0: animation style. It's very, like you said, it's stop motion, much attention to detail. Yeah, it was funny. It was a good movie. Yep. Who knew that he could be a a good voiceover actor?
2: Yeah.
1: uh, Awesome. I have never heard of that movie either. (laughs) Mikey's like. I think I, I had know. a very sheltered child. It came in 2009. <laughs> hey, I'm still a child, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't know if I'd like it though, because of Bill Murray's in. It. I can't stand him. There's something. There's something about him. If I could legally get away with punching him in the face a million times, I would probably do it. He'd be one of the guys that's up there on my list. Wow. That, why why so much stand. hatred for him? I don't know, and he hasn't even done anything to get it. It's just that when I see him, I just cringe. I think we, I same,
0: to... we had the same discussion just two days ago, except it was about a different actor. So apparently, you have a hit list that we don't know about. I do have a hit
1: list. I'm trying to think of the other guy we were talking about. Oh
0: God, I don't remember.
1: All <laughs> right. Have you seen Zombie Land? Yeah. <laughs> Mikey. Um, I don't. Is that? Uh, I don't think I have. No.
0: Oh. oh wow, you haven't seen Zombieland, Land, Mikey.
1: Is that with Woody Harrelson in it? Yes. yes. Yeah, I've seen it.
0: Okay. Yeah, you know okay. Bill Murray. Bill
1: Murray dies in it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Spoiler alert, he dies in it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Alrighty. My number two weird and obscure movies is um Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Oh. Ah. Mm-hmm. It is a, a nineteen seventy one musical. Film adaptation from the 1964 novel Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by uh, Roald Dahl, directed by Mel Stewart and starring Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. The film tells the story of Charlie Bucket, but the actor's name is uh, Peter Ostrom. I believe I pronounced that right. It's his only film appearance, by the way, as he receives a golden ticket and visits Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory with four other children from around the world. The film took place in Munich, Germany. I don't know. Munich, Munich, something like that. Munich. Yep. In 1970. And the film was released on June 30th, 1971. It received positive views, but it was a real disappointment at the box office. It developed into a cult film due to its repeated television airings and home entertainment sales. In 70 in 1972, the film received an Academy Award nomination for best original score. And Wilder was nominated for the Golden Global Warm of Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, but lost to Fiddler on the Roof. Mm. The budget was $3 million and the box office was only $4 million.
0: Wow, it did that poorly? Yeah. Oh. Pretty bad. Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty bad.
0: That's crazy.
1: I didn't I didn't know it did that bad. I knew it was bad, but I, yeah, I remember writing that down, actually. I'm reading my notes right now from about, you know, two months ago when we had this plan. <laughs> it wasn't
0: that <laughs> old, but, yeah,
1: pretty old. I know, it was a weeks. <laughs> cool but, uh, Gene Wilder played as Willy Wonka, Jack Albertson was Grandpa Joe, Peter Ostrom as Charlie Bucket, and then the list goes on. And, you know, uh, there's a few other people that I really haven't heard of. I really haven't heard of most of these people. I kind of thought it was a B-movie, honestly. That's just what it reminded me of, it's just one of those movies you find on Netflix. Based on the cast, I really didn't heard a whole lot of them. Um... What made me want to watch this movie was a reference back to Twister. The commercial before the VCR Twister was like a two-minute-long commercial of Willy Wonka, and it just intrigued me so much to where one day when I found it at Walmart, I just I had to buy it, and I bought it, and I watched it, and it was um it was pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, I'll watch it you know once or twice, but I would definitely not watch it more than that. And I am. I usually hate musicals. I cannot stand musicals, and this one I can actually. I mean, it was actually okay. It wasn't bad. The only other musical I like is *Grease*, but that's also the greatest movie ever. (laughs) Uh, uh, But anyways, that's my number two autumn obscure movie. Oh my gosh! You really don't like Disney, then, do you? Not really. Not really. The only thing I watch on Disney is uh, I still watch it today. Is um. Good luck, Charlie. Oh, God. That oh, yeah, was... that's, that's just because the mom and the daughter are ha ah. God, oh. that is
0: scary that you said that, Mikey. Literally, that's on my TV right now. It's just background noise. <laughs>
1: it's literally hey, on my TV right now. I can, I can handle watching that on the Disney Channel. That's not bad. It's better than most of the other bullcrap on there now.
0: God, you know what? The, I, well, I'll tell you what, yeah. If anything's everything nowadays... The good old days of Disney cartoons are long gone. I'll tell you that. I'd like to reference back to our cartoon episode Goof Troop and Darkwing Duck, and those were the golden days of, of Disney Channel.
1: Not even, not even cartoons. I remember when they used to do it every single night, weekend or weekday at like six o'clock or seven o'clock, they'd play a movie, a new movie each week, and it was always a generally good movie. They might still do it now. I... But they always played a decent movie, and then they always replayed it again at nine o'clock at night too. Yeah, those were the good days of Disney Channel.
0: Yeah, old, old live action and cartoon films, huh? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Can't disagree whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, I, did you see the new and the remake? Did you find it any odder?
1: I have not seen that one yet. I want to see it. I know it's based. It's more based on the book. Yes, it actually has the same title as the book, and I want to. I want to say. I also want to read the book too. I never had the chance to. I've never found the book to read it. It's um, but.
0: it's weird. <laughs> it's definitely weird. Is it? Yeah, it's definitely more um, Tim Burton-esque. It's definitely yeah. that kind of
2: thing. Wasn't it made for Tim Burton? I think
0: it might have been, yeah. It's got, what's his name in it? It's got, uh, not Johnny, Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's got Johnny Depp in it, so there you go. Johnny Depp plays uh, Willy Wonka.
1: Mm-hmm. See, and I'm not a big fan of Johnny Depp at all. He was good in the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Yeah. Anything after that, he is kind of weird. He's an odd fellow. Yes, he is. And what made me come to that is he played in a movie called Rum. He was a journalist who oh, drank a yeah. lot of alcohol. Rum Diaries. There yeah. was there was no point to the story at all. Yeah. It just drove me insane. Yeah. It reminded me of drinking with reminded me of drinking with buddies. There's there there's no point. I just wasted two hours of my life. I could have been doing anything else. You know what? But, I
0: saw that film. Um, it was definitely yeah. I think it was called The Rum Diaries, right?
1: Yeah, that is yeah. He was a uh. Journalists who went down to Florida or Costa Rica or yes. something like that?
0: Yeah, I think it was Costa Rica, yeah. Mark, didn't you just go to Costa Rica?
1: No. Oh, you went, and, you
0: went to a, 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 what's it called? Domenic- Dominican Republic. Yeah. Dominican Republic.
2: That's right.
1: Cool. Very cool. What'd you, was that on vacation, I guess? Kind of. My work sent me, so. That's amazing. It was awesome. I so, bet it was. So he
0: did get a break. He, he's already gotten all the awesomest breaks he gets for the year, so Mikey, you and I have some making up to do.
1: <laughs> right. Hey Jason, your work sent you to Boston one time couple, and everything else like that. Times, so it was pretty
0: sweet. Anyway, yeah, we are. I way, need to get with a good company. We are way off topic. So let's. I'll, topic. Let me <laughs> let me rain it back. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna call the. Uh, we have to. Uh, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta get back. On, we go. we gotta get back on topic.
1: Back on topic. We okay, got stuff to Willy do. Willy
0: Wonka was great. Good pick. Um, my number two, um, is actually an older film than my first film that I mentioned. But I didn't see it until about uh, a year or two ago, um, and it has to tie in with my third one, which was funny that I mentioned. Um, my number two is a little-known 1991 horror comedy known as Nothing But Trouble. Um, so uh, it stars, it's starring and directed by Dan Aykroyd, who we all know as the uh, you know uh, one of the cops from like uh, Blues Brothers or uh, Spies Like Us or any of those awesome movies. Dan Aykroyd, classic comedy guy. Awesome. Um, It stars Chevy Chase, of course, which I mentioned him earlier, uh, John Candy, one of the best Canadian actors ever, and Demi Moore. Um, The uh, scheme of the movie is while hosting a party at his Manhattan penthouse, financial publisher Chris Thorne, played by Chase, meets lawyer Diane Lightson Moore, and agrees played by Demi Moore, and agrees to escort her to consult a client in Atlantic City the following day. They... Drive there, they take a wrong turn, end up in the middle of a, of nowhere, and are arrested by John Candy for a traffic violation, and taken to a courthouse where Aykroyd is the judge, a very old and disturbing looking judge. They spend the rest of the movie trying to escape. Um and I'll let you listen to the audio clip here. Uh this is uh Dan Aykroyd's character um telling the uh the people who are uh who had the uh, crime they, they're the ones that committed the crime. I, I'm at a loss for words. They're the ones who committed the crime, and he's sentencing them. Um, and he has a very weird sentence. It's hard to hear in the, in the clip, but listen to it. You can tell it's awkward, but it's just very unusual. So uh, go ahead and take a listen.
1: Okay, I, I hereby find all parties culpable in these matters as charged, and so choose to invade the maximum levy for these violations, and do therefore deem that you be conveyed to a holy, oh, awful place of execution wherein you shall be put to death. Yeah! yeah.
0: <laughs> They think it's a joke. They're like drugged up, drink drunk, high, whatever you want to call it, and they don't even realize that they're about to fall through a trap door onto a conveyor belt, and they're flesh removed from their bones. Yeah, pretty disturbing, pretty weird, dark, odd does, comedy.
1: Does it show it all? No, Is it
0: it's the 1990s, like, with it being a horror comedy, they can't actually show the gore, really. I mean... Back in that time, they really didn't do show a lot of gore if it's a horror comedy, per se. Um, but they kind of showed him going into this machine with these weird things that looked like it hurt you a lot. And then they literally showed bones flying out the end of it.
2: So,
1: oh, okay.
0: very weird, very campy. Um, at one point in the movie... Uh, Chevy Chase, it's like a, think of it like a uh, a mystery house or something. It's got hidden doors, it's got trap doors, it's got mystery tunnels, things like that. Hidden doors by bookshelves, if I remember correctly, that kind of crap. And at one point in time, uh, Chevy Chase's character uh, gets behind the uh, wall in a room on the wet wall. and So he's climbing behind this room or whatever, and he can actually see into Dan Aykroyd's, the the, the judge's uh, bedroom. And apparently at one point in time, he takes his nose off. Like it's a removable like fake face. He's really old, disgusting looking, and just a weird, weird character. The whole movie's weird, very out there, very like. It's got some really odd support characters in it that I are just so out there that you watch the movie and you're like, okay, it's kind of funny, I kind of get it, but man, why? Why make this weird movie? So uh, I'll probably watch it again in the next, within the next year. Just it's got some good actors, but. Very weird. Erica actually introduced me to it. So I'm, have you seen it, Mikey?
1: Nah, no, I sure haven't.
0: Wow, I don't. She introduced it to me. She's like, "Oh, I've seen that. It was on Netflix." So it is on Netflix. So go check if it
1: out. If she introduced it to you, it must be really weird. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty
0: weird. But that's why it's my number two pick.
1: Nice. Alrighty. Well
2: but before we go on, I ha- I have to ask you, Jason. Um, did you say Dan Aykroyd was a cop on Blues Brothers? No, no,
0: no, no. He was one of the Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I I must have said that wrong. He was one of the Blues Brothers. It was him and the guy off of like uh, Animal House or whatever, right? Yeah. I think
1: I think he did. I think car. he did say that he was a cop, Jason. Yeah, I did. Oh, I probably screwed up. We They get... drove a cop car, but they weren't cops.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Fail. <laughs> I had to call you out on that one.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I I've caught. I you know what we are we are here to entertain not to be a hundred percent accurate
2: <laughs>
0: i I can't tell you how many times I've caught me messing up, and you guys as awesome as you are at gathering information sometimes i almost like uh, i I'm not gonna go back and I'm not gonna point that out. it's just it is the way it is, but that's okay we're 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 all here to learn we're all here to have fun, so ready if Will. I call them a cop, I call him a cop.
2: <laughs> well, you did, but uh <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on to my number one favorite obscure movie. Drumroll, please. I'll do
0: that. Here we go.
2: All right. Sound clip.
1: Is a trap. It is. Then what do we do? We break through. Guns!
2: We shall live forever. I will not die. Not here. Not now. Never! You caught that and said, We are her salvation. Through her command, we shall live forever. I will not die. Not here. Not now. Never. Strong words, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a clip from the movie The Fountain. This clip is at the beginning of the movie and it sets the theme that echoes throughout. But I'll get to that in a second. The Fountain, starring Hugh Jackman and Rachel Wise, this romantic drama film blends elements of fantasy, history, religion, and science, which all make it an odd, yet ultimately artistic film. The Fountain is really my favorite movie of all time. It actually went with, I actually went to it with my, be- with my friend, best friend, my best friend Adam. To go see it in theaters, and it was absolutely breathtaking. The visuals in the movie are awe inspiring and very aesthetic to the eyes. After we walked out of the movie theater, we both realized that we had no idea what really happened in the movie. The movie's obscurity comes from its seamless intertwining of three different storylines the first with Jackman and Wise in 2005, him a doctor relentlessly searching for a cure to his wife's ailment. The second in the 16th century, which is actually the book that Weiss is writing while she is dying, which is about Weiss as Queen Isabella, who is losing her territory during the Inquisition and sends her conquistador to find the Tree of Life. The third is the year 2500, as Jackman travels to space in a biosphere containing the tree of life as it itself is dying. The three storylines share the exact same themes and the goal of the search for everlasting life and its inevitability to be just out of man's reach. The movie is really weird and its storyline is hard to explain, even to yourself. The movie is beautiful in its entirety and I touched on this last week that the soundtrack is also my favorite out of any movie and that is composed by Clint Mansell let's take a listen to a clip with his soundtrack in the background will you deliver Spain from bondage upon my honor and my life And you shall take this ring to remind you of your promise. You shall wear it when you find Eden. And when you return, I shall be your Eve. Together we will live forever. The fountain is just like a Picasso painting. Indescribably beautiful in all its oddity, and that is why it is my number one. Good pick.
1: Thank you. Have you seen it?
0: I've seen most uh, of it.
1: I have not. <laughs> <Heard> <laughs> of, of course it? not. Have you heard of it? <clears throat> what was the title again? <laughs> the fountain? No. <laughs> <laughs> if that tells you, no, I have not. But I'm writing all your movies down. i gotta, <laughs> I got to catch up on you guys. I thought I was a movie buff. Well we
0: have a few years on you, as you mentioned,
1: but That is that is true. I mean you're about almost the retiring age now, Jason. Yeah, I know it, I know it. Not quite, but not
0: Yeah, Yeah, you will Yeah. (laughs) I'm not gonna elaborate on that any further.
1: Alright, my number one movie is The Wizard of Oz. Woo The Wizard of Oz is a 1939 American-merica musical fantasy film <laughs> <clears throat> produced by Metro-Goldwyn-Meyer and the most well-known in commercial adaptation based on the 1900 novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by Frank L. Baum. The film stars Judy Garland, Terry the Dog, Ray Bolker, Jack Haley, Burt Lair, Frank Morgan, yada, 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 (sighs) yada. Notable um, notable for its use of Technicolor, fantasy storytelling, musical score, and unusual characters over the years, it has become one of the best-known films of all time. It also featured what may be the most elaborate use of character makeups and special effects in a film up to that time. Although the film received mostly positive reviews, it was not a box office success on its initial release. It only earned $3,017,000, and its budget was a $2.7 million. So it really didn't make that much at all. The film was MGM's most expensive production up to that time, but its initial release failed to recoup the studio's initial first investment. But re-releases made up for that. It was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, but it lost it lost that award to Gone with the Wind. But it won two others, including Best Original Song for Over the Rainbow. The song was ranked first in both the AFI's 100 Years 100 Songs list and the Recording Industry Association of America's 365 Songs of the Century list. Television broadcast of that film began in 1956, reintroducing the film to the public and eventually becoming an annual tradition, making it one of the most famous films ever made. The film was named the most viewed motion picture on television in the history of – by the Library of Congress. Yeah, it is often often ranked among the top ten best movies of all time in various uh, critics and popular polls.  … And is the source of many memorable quotes referenced in modern popular culture. It was directed by primary primarily Victor Fleming. Noel Langley, Florence Ryerson, and Edgar Allan Wolfe received credit for the screenplay, but there was uncredited contributions by others. The lyrics for the song was written by Ed, Ed Edgar Wolf. The um, let's see here, let's see here the um the uh, budget was 2.7 million like i said the box o- the original box office was 3 million okay yep. the unadjusted re- the re-release of it made 22 million back in 1956 i think i said wow. and then yeah the adjusted in 2014 up to date so far as of uh may 1st, 2014 it has made 247 million dollars 88,000 and 331 That's insane. That's a lot of money for the budget of $2.7 million. I mean, for that movie to be
0: the pioneer of like, Technicolor, how, how could it have not done better on initial release? What what did they do wrong? The,
1: the whole, only thing I could think of is the year it came out, 1939, the Great Depression. A lot of people worrying about putting food on their table than trying to watch a movie at that time. That's the only thing I could come probably up with. So that
0: was the, the first year of World War II, right?
1: I believe World War Two is actually. 39 uh, to 1945. I thought it was 41 to 45, but it might be 39. I don't know.
2: Hmm.
1: All I know is that the Great Depression was in the 30s, you know, and the World war, the World War started, and all that history. So it was just it was just a victim of the
0: time, huh?
1: I that's what I think it was. That's just my personal professional opinion.
2: That'd be a neat
0: uh, <laughs> case study.
1: That'd be that would be that, that's cool. I like that film.
0: I, I like that film. I like the remake. Um. Yeah, it, good pick. Uh,
1: Dorothy, I, um, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's use of, like you said, the technical. It's use of it going between the black and white and the technicolor. I mean, it, right. it's, it's funny because in most new, in most new movies, they try to to emulate like what the black and white movie would have looked like. You know, like if they go back to an older scene or whatever. And it looks pretty right. good, but not authentic. You know, it's like, oh, they just put like an Instagram filter on it. <laughs> you know, it it looks black <laughs> and white, but not old, no filter. <laughs> old right. black and white, but that movie for it to, in its time, use the probably top of the line black and white uh, technology that it had, and then to go to the Technicolor, it's still when you watch it, it's still like, okay, that's for its day and age. That was still a pretty cool feat
1: to do. Right. So go ahead. The plot, a li- um. By the way, Dorothy, then the girl, is the young farm girl, Dorothy Gale. I was told in the movie Twister, Dorothy, the the weather machine yes. is actually named after Dorothy. Yes. Her um, there's a picture of Dorothy on Dorothy. Yes. Basically, in the movie Twister. Yeah. So it all relates to Twister. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Dorothy Gale is a young farm girl who lives with her aunt and uncle in a tiny uh, Kansas town in the 1990s – or the 1900s, excuse me. (laughs) Not 1990s. My bad. Yeah. Um, Basically, you know, there was a tornado on her way to the storm shelter. She is hit in the head by a window pan and knocked out because she couldn't get into the storm shelter. She wakes up and discovers the house is being carried away, aloft by the Twister. As she looks out the window, she sees Miss Gulch, also caught up in the storm. Tailing her bicycle to her horror, Gulch transforms before Dorothy, before Dorothy's eyes into a crackling, a cackling witch. I almost said <laughs> on a broomstick. That's two <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> the house lands in the Technicolor world of Oz and Mulchant Land. Yada, yada, yada. Y'all can watch the rest if y'all want to hear the rest. Oh, yeah. We're off to see you, the
0: wizard, yep. the wonderful wizard of
2: Oz. Of Oz. So, did anyone else. Um... Watch the movie silently while they, they listen to uh, Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon." What? What are you talking? <laughs> you haven't heard of that? No, I've never, I've never
0: heard of that. Yeah, Go they're, on, they're to, elaborate.
2: You're supposed to listen to Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon" while watching the movie, and it kind of like lines up the words of the lyrics, and Pink Floyd lines up with the movie. No, I've watched, no. it, and I, and I wasn't high, and it, it kind it did pretty well. <laughs> So
0: <laughs> that is crazy. There's a lot of lore around that movie. Um, Mikey, are you aware that one of the scenes originally, they it, it, as the the uh, the heroes, Dorothy, the Tin Man, uh, the guy, the the Scarecrow, are walking down the Golden Road. Uh, that uh, somewhere in the forest, you actually see like a, a guy or a character fall, and it looked like he hung himself. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I th- I, yeah.
2: yeah. I heard there was a bird I, that hit. It must have been s- real. I've seen
0: I've it seen
1: on the
2: YouTube, but I cannot find I it in the original footage.
1: Right. I need to watch this movie again now that we're talking about it. It's been, a, it's been a little while. It's been a few years.
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's an oldie but goodie. Good pick.
1: Watch it, listening to Pink Floyd.
0: No, I will give it a try because I like Pink Floyd. But and, it's
1: oh. still on YouTube, and I think it has it on there.
2: Okay. I will have
1: it's to talk it. In 2013, the film was re-released on DVD, Blu-ray, and Blu-ray 3D in Ultraviolet for the 90th anniversary of Warner Brothers. They released it in 3D? Yeah. Yeah. My. They did. I, I was just about to ask you. I did not hear that, so I was just going over my notes.
0: Why? That's... Why? <laughs> hey, I can't understand. Maybe the, the tornado scene in black and white. I mean, black and white 3D. Woo! Right. Oh, um, that's... The,
1: that's... First, the first re-release was in 1949. And then it released it again in 1989, and then or in 86, and then again in 89, and then in 99, and then again in 2002. God. Yep. And then on September 23, 2009, The Wizard of Oz was re-released in select theaters for only a one-night event in honor of the film's 70th anniversary. It's an old movie.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Still to this day, there it um, it's projected to have another re-release in 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017.
0: Milk as much as it... well. MGM has to now. They don't make a ton of films anymore. I don't think, do they? uh probably not. I mean, they got the MGM Grand as a casino, and I'm sure that brings in more money than
1: anything. <laughs> oh, so... I'm sure. I'm sure. Crazy.
0: Well, man, you—you were uh, right. full of factoids on uh, uh, The Wizard of Oz. Anything else for us?
1: Uh, no, not at this time. I'll see you next week. Bye.
0: (laughs) Well, we are already capping out at almost an hour, so I'm going to try to get through mine and uh, get this uh, show on the road. We're going to have a long episode. My number one pick... uh, If somebody will give me a drum roll, I'll get right into it.
1: Mark, you got that right. Uh, (laughs) All right, I'll get it. Oh, wait, that's not it. I (laughs) get
0: Apparently, I'm going to have to roll my own drum. All right, I'm just kidding. There we go. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My number one pick is a scary movie, a 2010 horror film called Shutter Island. Uh, This movie is uh, directed by Martin Scorsese and stars two of my favorite actors, Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo, also known as The Hulk.
1: Oh, yes. That's a good – that's great. Those two guys are pretty good.
0: So you've heard of this movie, Mikey.
1: I have heard, yes, wow, <laughs> wow, first time, yes, I have.
0: Yeah, this movie is great, it's on Netflix, or at least it was. Um, The the whole story, Mark, you've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it stars two U.S. Marshals that are sent to a prison island to investigate the disappearance of one of their prisoners. Leo quickly discovers that things aren't quite the what they seem. Um, There's a couple of big twists in the movie, but it's an amazing movie throughout, visually stunning, um, it's the the weirdest, strangest parts of the film include these dream sequences that Leo's character has throughout the movie. And it's very, uh, the color saturation they use, the vividness of the scenery, the way the, uh, just to give you an idea of, of what it's like. One of the sequences shows Leo as a U.S. soldier in full soldier soldier attire, pacing uh, through like part of town where there are frozen bodies littered on the ground in a row. and. Some of the things he sees that are really dark and really creepy, and not to spoil it for anybody listening, but it all has to do with some uh, regressive memories that he has, and I'll leave it at that. And You guys know exactly what I'm talking about because you've seen it before, but it is just a weird... I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Oh, Mikey, you have to see it. If you like Leonardo DiCaprio at all, which I'm, you like Titanic, right?
1: Yeah. Titanic was good. No homo, no no man card violation. It's
0: absolutely not. It is a stunning film. I could talk about Titanic as well. It's a great film as itself. Forget the whole Celine Dion. My heart will go on BS. It's a good movie. Um, but yeah, so shutter Island really, it's just a creepy as hell movie. It is creepy as hell. Um, And weird, and definitely one of those things you have to watch a couple times to get. Um, It's not as confusing or as weird as Inception, but I picked this one over Inception just because of how dark and odd it was. It was much odder in that way. In a weird, I don't get this kind of way compared to Inception, which was a hard to understand, but uh, intellectually uh, creative. So not to say that the other one wasn't, but this one that was more of like a sci-fi thriller. This is more of a horror thriller. So I picked horror over sci-fi. So it's my second favorite Leonardo DiCaprio film behind Inception. But okay. uh, it was good. That's my number one pick.
1: Your best Leonardo movie is Wolf of Wall Street, hands down. That
0: was really good. It's still. It's got. It's my number three behind those two. It is
1: horsesh that he has not won an award yet. That's yes. that's uh, oh god. Yes. Him and him and Hanks Tom Hanks hasn't won one either.
0: Yeah, those two just need to make their own award ceremony and just pat themselves on the back.
1: I agree. <laughs> I, they I have enough know. money they should just do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mark, were you going to say something?
2: You want to play a sound clip?
0: Yeah, I completely forgot my sound clip. Go ahead and play it.
2: Already, hey.
0: So this prisoner escapes in the last 24 hours. We don't know how she got out of her room. It's as if she evaporated straight through the walls.
1: We haven't heard the truth once yet, but no one will talk. It's like this
2: scared or something. That's an award-winning voice. It is. He's I wow. The
0: tone of his, word. the guy that you heard in there, the the the, uh, the the guy who runs the island. You heard him talking to him about the prisoner escaping in 24 hours. Sound
1: like it sounded like Liam Neeson.
0: No, no, it's actually not. It's uh, actually the same guy who played the Mandarin in Iron Man 3.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I, I the old remember, guy.
0: I can't remember his name, but I love him as an actor. He's really good.
1: Uh, you talk talking about the very old guy?
0: Yes, if I'd pull up IMDb. Yeah. I just need to look his name up real quick. Mark, I'm going to pull that up while you mention some of your uh, honorable mentions.
2: Yes, I do have those. Uh, honorable mentions? Um, Akira, Jason?
0: Yeah, Akira. The
2: good. Never oh man, I didn't even
0: think of Akira, man.
2: Yeah, that's a weird but good movie. Uh, right behind it, it's Ghost in the Shell.
0: Yes. Don- I haven't heard of that one. Another animated anime Darko. film, really good.
2: Donnie Darko. I haven't seen it uh, yet. You haven't seen Donnie Darko? No, that's a-
0: I haven't. I had friends in college who loved it, and I just couldn't. I didn't. Good. I'd rather play video games. <laughs> uh,
2: Matrix, Animatrix. Woo. Uh, Labyrinth. <laughs> uh, I
0: love that movie. For the wrong, oh, for all the wrong reasons, I love that movie.
2: Movie uh, Seven. Seven.
0: Which one was that one?
2: The Seven Deadly Sins. Um,
0: yes! Yes! That was great. Who's,
2: yeah. Um, Morgan Freeman's the in it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Morgan
0: Freeman's one. in that one, didn't he?
2: Yes, Morgan yeah. Freeman and Kevin Spacey.
1: Yes! Brad Pitt. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mar- Mikey, I think you'd really like that one. Have you seen that one?
1: I have not. I haven't heard of any of these ones. Yeah,
0: write seven, seven
2: down.
1: <laughs> okay. Watch seven? Yeah. Seven. All right.
2: Seven. What, and it's spelled S-E, the number seven, E-N.
1: I've seen that bef- before. Jason, do you have that movie?
0: It's – no, but it's on Netflix.
1: Is it seven? Oh, okay. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yes. That's,
2: what, that's where that quote comes from. So. Heck yeah. Uh, other honorable mentions, anyone?
0: Uh, I've mm. got a few. I mentioned Inception. I'm sorry, Mikey. Go ahead. You go. You good? Okay. Uh, Inception was an awesome one. Inception. Have you, have, you, have you guys seen Inception? Mark, you've seen it, right? Yes. Mikey, have you seen Inception?
1: No. It is. <laughs> there's a, okay. There's a
0: there's a flowchart online that shows you the different worlds that that movie exists in and how they're intertwined. It's crazy as you you. you know, I'm gonna have to censor this episode. It's crazy. As it's really bad. Crazy, it's just nuts.
1: I haven't heard that in a long time. Back crazy, <laughs> it's nuts.
0: So, it, but I've watched it three or four times, and I have to admit, I'm not going to spoil that movie. But by the time I've watched the entire film, it really, uh, it hits, it, it strikes a chord with me. To my core, and that really uh, it hits me on a personal level, and it makes me very happy and very sad at the same time. It's a really good movie. Um, it's called Ince- Inception. Inception. We have it on DVD, and you must come over and watch it sometime. Um,
1: well, I'm coming over after the podcast, but
0: yeah, it's a long movie too. So, but, um, oh, never mind then. No, yeah, you'll you'll need to watch it on a night where Mark can't record, and then you and I can watch it. Right. Sound
1: good? It... Sound good. Okay.
0: Uh, other ones. Um, you mentioned Donnie Darko already. Um, let's see, what other ones were there? There was a couple of them that I haven't seen that I know people on the internet are going, like, Memento? I have not seen Memento, but I'm sure that's a crazy movie.
2: Oh, it's a good, it's a good movie. Isn't that Brad Pitt, too? Yes. Yes, that's Uh, a good movie.
0: Awesome. I will have to, I need to watch it, I really do. Um, I also, I know that Twelve Monkeys is another weird film. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, The Fifth Element is kind of a weird movie, too.
1: Yeah, I, guess. So, I have a, heard of that one.
0: Yeah, that one's crazy and good. Two of those had Bruce, Bruce Willis in it, oddly enough. So There you go. Those are my <laughs> honorable, honorable mentions. Mike, you got any? Nope. Awesome. Well, you he got a list of them to watch now, so there you go.
1: I'm going to be busy tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are, man. <laughs> Watching got, movies.
0: Since you got streaming over at your place.
1: Yep. And I have a day off, finally. Hey. So excited. Take
0: time to at least watch one of those films. All of those films.
1: The, I'm going to. I wrote down um, – the Fountain, Mark, Seven. Python, Freaked, Seven, The Fountain. Is that right? Yeah, that's the most of
0: Yeah, there you go. All good films. Definitely good. Okay, that was great, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, the selection of next week's topic. Uh, this week was Mark's turn, which means that next week will be Mikey's turn. Mikey, it's time Woo-hoo! to randomly select next week's category. Are you ready, Mikey?
1: You ready, ready, ready?
0: Here we go. Your next week's topic will be history.
1: History. Sweet. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Um, let's see here. Top three. What's in history? All right. I'm going to be a total cliche. Everyone has done this in high school. I don't care. Top three presidents in your opinion. All right.
0: Awesome. I I applaud that. I like it. Yeah. Fantastic. I was just thinking, I was like, we haven't done history yet, right? <laughs> I we, make sure it wasn't no, in my No, thing. we haven't. I was looking, I was like, no, no, no. Okay, that's the one we did definitely have done done. So sweet, top three presidents, huh? Yes, sir. Awesome. I like it. I can't wait to do it. I, I've got some research to do and um I know definitely know a couple of that are gonna be on my list, so I'll be ready for it. All right. So that will be next week. Uh, any closing statements before we get off here, guys?
1: Nope. Nope.
0: All right. Well, thanks to both co-hosts this week, and thank you, listener, for tuning in. Next week, we will talk about the top three presidents. If your list was different than ours, we'd like to hear about it. Send us your top three items from this week's category to categories at gmail.com. And we may just read yours and next week. Happy chatting.